Welcome to the Creative Cantina Podcast, where we believe you can't grow a business you love around a lifestyle you hate. I'm your host and business coach, Cassie Schmidt. I spent years missing out on life and my pursuit of arbitrary definitions of success. After a massive wake-up call in 2015, my mission became clear. I'm here to help creative entrepreneurs refocus on what truly matters to them and find a way to achieve it sustainably. Running a business doesn't have to be synonymous with burnout, and believe it or not, it is possible to grow your income and impact without giving up everything you love. So cheers to mixing up new ideas with a splash of strategic action and a little room for you to add your own creative twist. I've always been pretty good at setting boundaries around social media, or so I thought. I routinely logged up Instagram each weekend and tried to limit how much I was on it at night, and on top of all of that, I set app limits on my phone that admittedly I often override. But last December, I decided to go big. Historically, it's one of my slower months in business, which is intentional. I don't take clients so that I can recharge and kind of focus on family time before the new year. But I thought it would be the perfect time to check out of all social media, literally all of it. No Snapchat, no Facebook, no Instagram, none of it. And honestly, as nervous as I was, I was also equally excited. Up to that point, I used Instagram for business pretty heavily and was admittedly kind of getting sick of trying to keep up with the ever-changing algorithm and shortening attention spans, which side note, did you know that our attention span as humans are now less than that of a goldfish. So that's cool. Anyways, as December 1st approached last year, I updated my profile to make it clear I wouldn't respond to DMs till the new year. And the day finally arrived. Ever the little experimenter I am, I decided to journal how I felt and what I noticed throughout this process. And the first day, I felt like I was off to such a strong start. I had moved my social media apps to a different screen so I didn't accidentally open them out of muscle memory, which yes, that's a thing. And I did open Pandora a few times on occasion because that's where my Instagram app used to be. But admittedly, as someone who works from home, I felt a little lonely that first week, specifically the first five days. And then there was some sort of like magic that happened. The people that I was closest to who didn't know what was going on with me because they didn't see me on social media every day posting stories started reaching out to say, hey, and check in. And I would text close friends. And that loneliness was kind of pressed to the side. It was replaced by actually deeper connections and conversations than that little heart on Instagram stories would have provided. It also felt like a weight was kind of lifted. And I'm I'm not even kidding. By the fourth day, I was literally dancing while walking my dog. I had my headphones in. I was jamming out. And that is not easy to do when it's like 15 degrees outside. Reminder, I live in Wisconsin. It is frigid. So as my eyeballs are literally freezing, I'm waltzing along the sidewalk. I felt lighter, happier, and so much more content in my own little bubble without that social media. But about a week in, (laughs) after checking my email for the 15th time by like 10 a.m. and no, I'm not that popular, I realized I was just replacing one dopamine chasing behavior with another. And I realized that this social media detox really needed to be a bit more of a digital detox, kind of more of a phone detox. And I I just kind of took that approach for the rest of the month. So I did limit my screen time on my phone, but I also tried to limit how much I was watching TV. I didn't want to replace one thing with just another thing that was keeping my mind busy. 
About two weeks in, my husband, who wasn't doing a detox, would watch videos on our other couch, and I was like very conscious not to look at his screen. I didn't want to see his screen. I didn't want to be sucked into that world. Like I really wanted that detox. Obviously, I can't control what he does, but as he was going through his reels, I would find myself like hyper stimulated by just the sound of his audio changing every few seconds. And even though I did the same thing just 14 days prior, I was incredibly annoyed by the repetitive audio. I'm like, how do we, how did I do this? How can he sit here and listen to this? This is so annoying. But over the five weeks in December, I felt like I went from missing social media initially to literally dragging myself back to Instagram, not on January 1st, like I promised, but January 4th, because I literally didn't want to come back to it. I went from checking my phone constantly to literally not knowing where it was for hours at a time. Like I could go a day and not check my phone, which is again, crazy considering the fact that I was trying to do a social media detox, but ended up not worrying about text messages. It just kind of slowed down my pace of how quickly I felt I needed to respond to people. My mind went from stressed and anxious and always comparing myself to other people to, you know, feeling completely content and happy. And I think that It also really helped while I was taking this time off. I was reading a lot of books and one of those books was called Digital Minimalism, which I highly recommend. But I learned so much about why social media and our smartphones are so addicting and how these people, which are basically human engineers, prey on our biology to make us crave these notifications. Side note. Okay, just bear with me. If you like conspiracy theories, You're going to enjoy the next 20 seconds here, but if not, I'm sorry. I can't prove what I'm about to say at all, but it's been on my mind lately. You know how Instagram really prioritized reels there for a bit and they clearly want us to use that feature and they know how addicting it is and they know it's going to keep us on the app despite how annoying the audio is. I don't know about you, but anytime I post reels, there seem to be a lot of engagement from bots. With how well Instagram is capable of censoring content they don't like, I'm not fully convinced they're unable to keep up with the bots. You know, we we know they're making AI influencer accounts now, and they're gamifying the creator accounts by giving people badges when they use specific features like trending audio. What's to stop them from being responsible for the bots themselves? Like all of these bots are awfully similar in terms of their profile and the way that it reads. Like what if they know that while we know the bots aren't real people, we'll still get a little bit of that dopamine hit when we see the like notification pop up. I mean, is it so crazy to think? Anyway, so while I'm reading this book and I'm learning about how they manipulate us, I literally want to chuck my phone at the wall. I'm so frustrated. Cue me completely spiraling and trying to figure out how I can stop being another cog in the wheel. And actually, that's one of the biggest reasons I wanted to start this podcast. Between SEO and my podcast, my truest desire is to get off of social media completely. I know from experience I can get the same level of community, if not deeper connections on my email list, and I am so tired of the poor habits and true disconnection that it creates. Anyways, while I was off social media last December, I finally did it. I, after years of thinking and doubting and being nervous, I completely set up and started recording for this podcast and completely updated my website. 
I didn't have hundreds of other businesses to compare myself to, so I just did the dang thing. And because I wasn't mind-numbingly scrolling videos and posts that I'd forget in an hour, I also had a lot of time to do things I enjoyed. And at that time, it looked a lot like reading books. I mean, I read about a book a week at least. Um, I was coloring for fun. I even got a massage, which I had been putting off for months. I had a gift card for. So when I got this nudge during a Bible study to do another detox in September of this year, which is historically one of my busiest months in business, I thought, God, this sounds so wonderful, but are you crazy? Like, what if I miss that or this or the other thing? You know, there's these things coming up. I have podcast guests on, which I did make an exception for. I would log in for five minutes at a time to to promote my podcast guests. But otherwise, I was off social media again. And I dove in, right? I was terrified. I was like, okay, I really feel like this is a stupid time to go off of this. But I did it anyway. And within a day, literally a day this time, it didn't take me a week. Within a day, I was back to enjoying my freedom. I started planning a trip to Italy. I spent about 35 minutes a day learning Italian because I thought it was fun. I'm still working on that. It's still fun, but really challenging as you progress more into sentence structure. But again, I know it sounds crazy for any business owner to take 60 days off of social media in one year's time, but I don't regret it for a minute. And now look, if you're listening to this, you're, you're probably thinking, hmm, that'd be nice, but not super realistic for me. Fair enough. But I want to ask you this. What results are you actually getting from social media? Are are you measuring? Do you even know? I know it's getting more and more competitive out there to get any attention without paying for it in the form of ads. So are you measuring exactly how much time you spend on social media, creating posts, engaging with other accounts, scrolling mindlessly? You can call it inspiration all you want, but Regardless, are you measuring how much time you spend doing those things versus what you're actually getting from it? Because if you're spending 40 hours a month on social media, which spoiler alert is only like eight to 10 hours a week, right? So in the grand scheme of things, like an hour or two a day, we know you're doing that, but you're only getting one client from it. That's some really expensive lead acquisition from a time value standpoint. Like how much is your time worth, right? You should have an hourly rate in your business to know what to charge for things. So If that's only, let's say, $100 an hour when expenses and all that are included, that's that's an expensive month if you're spending 40 hours on that, right? That's $4,000 worth of your time. Imagine if you spent $4,000 or 40 hours connecting with potential clients or business owners in your community in person, like we talked about in episode 20. Or working on your website to bolster your SEO, like Ryan taught us in episode 21. Or attending networking events where you actually have more of the person's attention than a four-second like. What results would you get? So ask yourself, are you actually handcuffed to social media as an entrepreneur? Or are you just telling yourself that you are? As we step into 2024, I don't know about you, but I want my efforts to pay off. I don't want to work or follow the status quo just to do it. I wanna build my business in a way that works for me. Because like I say all the time, you can't grow a business you love around a lifestyle you hate. You can absolutely run a business you love around a lifestyle you hate, but you can't grow it because it is not sustainable. You are gonna burn out. 
If you're sick of missing out on time with loved ones or sitting side by side with your partner only to realize neither of you are really there because you've been engrossed in these eight second videos for the last hour and a half, here are a few tips I have for you. Number one, don't use social media outside of business hours. Connect with the people that matter most, the ones that are right in front of you. And if you're truly on social media for your business, understand that one of the biggest reasons for burnout now is because we don't get to walk away from our shops like we used to in business. We're constantly connected to them through our phone. Create that boundary before you burn yourself out. No social media outside of business hours. Two, no social media on the weekends. Same concept here. Take that time off. Do things that actually fill your cup, not make you question your worth. Number three, respond to your DMs once a day. You don't have to get back to someone within seconds. If they're too impatient, you didn't want them in your life anyway, right? And this one, you know, if you want to check it twice, fine. But my point is, is that you don't have to respond the second you get a DM. Number four, create less content with more intention. So you can focus on marketing efforts in places that do have a higher payoff. And if social media is a really high payoff place for you and you know that and you've tracked that, I'm not like gonna tell you to stop doing that, right? If that's something that you wanna keep doing. But even then, if you create less content with more intention, I guarantee most of you listening aren't actually getting your clients from one specific post that's like gone viral, right? A lot of you have told me that you get clients because they find your account and then they look at the content and they're like, oh, this is great. Well, if you're creating a lot of subpar content just to keep up with some arbitrary posting schedule, that content's not gonna have as much wow factor. So give people content that they're excited to binge on your account because it is high quality or they're gonna learn a lot about your service or you and your business. Number five, use social media mostly on desktop. This is a game changer. And I actually am going to get back to this myself. I was doing this when I came back from my detox in December last year. And it is, it's just so much easier not to get sucked in when you're doing it on a desktop because no one wants to sit on their uncomfortable desk chair for hours scrolling videos in a room by themselves. Even though that's the same amount of loneliness you're creating when you share a room with someone else and you're doing that on your phone, it just feels wildly different. So unless desktop doesn't allow for a feature you're trying to use, like posting to stories, for example, it may allow it now, but it didn't for me before. That was the only time I would use my phone. And it really, really helped me cut back on time on social media. And it helped me be way more intentional about it. So if I was actually there to engage, I was doing that and then moving on. Kind of kind of keeping myself in that work mindset versus like sitting there and just getting caught in the scroll. Number six, my last tip, don't use push notifications for anything other than reminders or texts. I... I've had this as a setting on my phone for as long as I can remember. I do not have them for emails. I don't have them for social media. I literally don't have them for any app besides my reminders and my texts because, again, every time that notification pops up, you're kind of getting sucked back into that like dopamine cycle, and then you're going to want to crave more notifications, and you're going to want to check more things, and you just get sucked into your phone. Turn them off. Lose your phone every once in a while. Nothing bad is going to happen if you do. Like, We have it in our minds that we have to be ever connected, ever present in terms of, um, you know, our digital footprint, basically. Someone's always got to be able to reach us by phone. We survived the 90s without being able to be reached every five seconds. Like, I don't know about you, but I grew up with like, get home and the streetlights come on and we did just fine. So I feel like if, if you can just remember, like, you don't have to respond to everyone, including your friends 
within minutes. Like they can wait a little bit. You're not a surgeon. You're not working in an emergency room department. Well, if you are, I don't know how you found me, but welcome. Nothing's that urgent. So just kind of take a break. But again, as I wrap this up, I do want to say this. I won't pretend that I have it all together or that taking two months off of social media this past year makes me immune to social media or makes me an expert in detoxing from social media. But I will say that when I come back, it sucks me right back in and it's super frustrating. I will say I have a little bit more awareness around it now and I'm actively pursuing other options like this podcast, as I mentioned before, but man, it it is designed the way it's designed for a reason. And so really the only true way you're going to be able to see some of these benefits is not by taking a couple hours off or just a weekend off, but really immersing yourself in what it feels like to not have it at all for a week, two weeks, three weeks, or even four weeks at a time. But anyway, like I said, now my focus is in growing my businesses, my business in ways that supports me. That's through SEO. That's through this podcast. And so on that note, could you do me a huge favor? Word of mouth is hugely important these days, especially in the world of massive amounts of content generated by AI causing saturation online. If you have enjoyed any of my episodes, could you share my podcast with just one friend today? Literally just one. Send them the link in a text. Tell them about it at your dinner date. Send them a note via carrier pigeon. I don't care. It would just mean so much to me if you could help me grow this community. Anyway, thanks so much in advance and cheers to you. 